the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, welcome back to Together for Good. I'm Cody Knowlton, and we are so glad you're with us here today on this program. Together for Good is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio exists to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. And as we've mentioned on the show before, Baptist Health Foundation serves not only the San Antonio area, but the surrounding seven counties. So today, we're joined by a neighbor uh, from the north, uh, James Line Weber, and James is the pastor of the Rebecca Creek Baptist Church, which is actually located in Spring Branch, just just right up the road from San Antonio, not very far. James has been uh, a pastor for 16 years. He's a native San Antonian, uh, and he was formerly in corporate America. I believe that's a fair statement before he got into uh, the pastoral ministry, and uh, we're so grateful to have him here in studio today, as well as his wife, Corey, and so it's wonderful to have a guest here uh, with us today. So uh, James and I are going to be talking about the intersection that's hard to define, but very important to all of us here at the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio, and that's between physical and spiritual health. What does it look like to meet the physical needs of a community through a church instead of a traditional nonprofit organization? And how can that foster spiritual well-being in a community as well? So, uh, Pastor James, we're glad you're here with us today. Welcome to the big town of San Antonio, <laughs> even though I'm sure you're down here quite a bit. We are. We're, thank you for having us, though. This is awesome. Well, wonderful. Excited wonderful. to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and Rebecca Creek Baptist Church. Well, okay. I was, uh, I'm native of San Antonio. Uh, been in ministry now for 18 years. Met my wife at uh, San Antonio Community College. I, uh, we've been married for 32 years, have three boys, one daughter-in-law, and as of uh, November, our first grandchild. Oh, congratulations. Yes. And so uh, we're, we're excited about uh, uh, being able to come down today and talk about our church and the food pantry and looking forward to all of this. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners, um, actually be informed that uh, this is our first church and first pastor of a church to be on our program. We have been talking for the last few months with uh, nonprofits uh, here in San Antonio and their executive directors or CEOs. But James, you're our first church uh, to come on. And of course, uh, we will have many more churches to follow, but you just happen to be the first one. So we're, we're anxious well, to talk to you. So speaking <laughs> of church tell us a little bit more about rebecca creek baptist church okay uh rebecca creek was uh actually a merge of two churches i i uh, started heritage baptist church back in uh, 2007 uh, with one family in 2015 we merged with uh, spring branch baptist church up in the spring branch area 
and formed Rebecca Creek Baptist. We've been there um, well since that time, and everything's been fantastic. The Lord's blessed. We've got, uh, on average, about 165 uh, on attendance on Sunday mornings. We've we've really focused on discipleship. We've got a lot of things that we're doing uh, in hopes of trying to um, uh, help people grow spiritually and eventually our goal is to plant more churches that's what we'd like to do and uh, so we're we're working toward that a lot of great people uh, uh, the area is continuing to grow lots of new uh, deve- uh, subdivisions coming in uh, do most of, of your congregates come just from around the church or we do yeah mm-hmm. we, we draw from um, uh, well as far south as stone oak area and uh, as far north as johnson city and uh, we have some folks coming over from New Braunfels and uh, Bergheim. So that's kind of our our area there that we're seeing folks come from. Mm-hmm. Mainly they're around Canyon Lake and Bulverde and Spring Branch. Right. Well, James, I'll never forget the day I came to see you, really just to reach out to area pastors and to get to know them. And uh, you took me over to your food pantry, yes. uh, which was quite a surprise. I've been in to a number of food pantries, as you can well imagine, uh, from the San Antonio Food Bank to Daily Bread Ministries to Hill Country Daily Bread. I mean, we operate in that space. And to see a food pantry like yours uh, was really amazing because uh, this was this was not your mom and pop food pantry. I mean, this was well done. Uh, so can you tell us more about uh, the food pantry there at Rebecca Creek and how did it get started? Yeah, it's really an interesting story. Uh, when we merged the church, the food pantry actually started out as a um, an actual pantry. It was just a little closet in the, in the kitchen area of our church, and it was intended to be uh, help for our members, the church, the church members. And so when we merged the churches, I didn't know anything about a food pantry. I really hadn't ever experienced that before. And uh, but it was one of the ministries that we saw um, benefiting uh, folks. It, had, it expanded at that point of the merge to where we were actually helping some in the community. But it was uh, being operated out of a uh, Sunday school room and uh, using our kitchen and our foyer as a waiting room and all this sort of stuff. And uh, so we just, um, uh, when we merged, we saw the need and we saw the opportunity. And so we decided to really see what could happen with that. And so we began uh, right off praying that the Lord would give us a building. Uh, you know, the, the church that we were in, it was the, the Sunday school room was cramped and, you know, uh, the area that we were using. So uh, he did that. And in 2000 and, um, 19, we built a 2,400-square-foot building, the building you saw when you came out, and we toured that, and uh, the community came together. There were others in the community, Paul Sawyer Septic. They uh, donated the septic system to us and uh, really was a big help to us. And uh, So uh, from there, uh, it expanded. We started uh, operating more hours, more days, um, finding partnerships uh, with uh, foundations, uh, uh, with uh, Target and others to you know supply the need, and so the Lord's blessed. We've seen now over a hundred families a month that come through that uh, we're able to help. James, in what ways does the food pantry impact the physical health of those in your community? Well, we promote the MyPlate uh, guidelines, which help folks to make the wise choices of. You know, and eating habits. Um, since we're a choice pantry, I should probably explain that here in a moment. But uh, since we're a choice pantry, our clients they they shop for their own 
needs. It's not a, we don't put a box together and hand them. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just the way that we're doing our pantry. They're able to come in and shop for their specific needs, just like you would at the grocery store. And our, our pantry is divided into categories like miscellaneous, where they can pick up condiments and snacks and health and beauty, cleaning products, etc. We have da- dairy, frozen and shelf-stable uh, proteins, grains, vegetables, fruit. Uh, we also provide fresh produce and bakery products in addition to uh, canned goods. So each client is escorted through with one of our uh, shopper volunteers who point out sales to them will sometimes um, offer, uh, say, macaroni and cheese, three boxes for one point, you know, kind of a, a sale that we might be having. Uh, they they uh, help them with uh, recipes, with making wise choices uh, for for their uh, specific needs. Some of our clients come through and they may be on a low-sodium diet or they may be on uh, uh diabetic uh, you know diet where they where they have to make wise choices so we're there by them helping them choose those things and pointing out what we have available for them yeah that is so helpful to yeah. uh, encourage someone who's who's on a, a diet to to do that instead of just on your own like any of us just going to the grocery store number one don't ever go into a grocery store hungry yeah right because <laughs> you'll end up buying more than you should <laughs> but you know to go into a grocery store and not have uh, someone reminding you you know that one that particular product's got you know, more sodium, you know, that you know, can we suggest this over here? So, right. boy, what a great what a great program uh, y- y'all are offering there. So in addition to, to providing food, does Rebecca Creek offer any other services or resources to support the health and well-being of the members of your Spring Branch community? Yes, um, we, we've partnered with others um, like Walgreens. We've uh, partnered with them to provide flu shots. Uh, we partnered with our local library out in our area to provide books and resources. Uh, we're currently arranging with um, uh, Wellness on Wheels. Uh, they have a, a trailer that uh, a facility where folks can come and receive medical assistance. And so we're, we're in talks with them to partner to bring that trailer out to our site and actually house it on our site so that we can do a regular um, event for health needs. Uh, we're also talking with a Wesley nurse, uh, Dana Roby, uh, to help us. Uh, and she's actually already begun in our clients and in our pantry with our clients helping uh, just review records and uh, you know a basic uh, medical needs and and uh, uh, checkups and things like that and um, she'll offer those services uh, for free obviously and this is something that some may not think is uh, for clients and their health and well-being uh, but we started a few years ago with the Daisy Care program uh, with the San Antonio Food Bank it's no longer available but uh, that is to provide pet food uh, for the client's pets. And uh, the program uh, where some may think, well, that's not really for their health or benefit, but for them to continue to keep their pet, who happens to be maybe their best friend, uh, to be able to not have to worry about how they're going to provide for their pet, it, it, it's a big uh, benefit. So we, we've continued to do that. We've found other sources for pet food, and so we continue to offer that as well. Yeah, that, that's a great program. I mean, Meals on Wheels, I know, does that through their Anna Meals program. We, we had Vincent Ferris on a few weeks ago through Meals on Wheels, and that's one of their big programs because they found out that the meal they were giving to the senior adult uh, was typically going to feed the dog yes. uh, because the dog was hungry or the cat was hungry. And, you know, they feel like it's one of their children. That's and, right. 
Yep. So they're they're sacrificing their meal uh, for you know the animal, and so that's when Meals on Wheels began their Anna Meals program. So mm-hmm. uh, to your point, that's a that's a needed program. Uh, for sure. Um, James, how does your church view the connection between physical and spiritual health? I mean, obviously, you've got this food pantry there, and I know you've you've thought deeper about that, about meeting the physical needs uh, of someone first, and then you can meet their spiritual needs. So I guess talk a little bit more about the role that, that your food pantry plays in that. Well, you remember the story of um, Elijah and the 400 prophets with Baal? First uh, Kings 18 and 19. Uh, he was, after that event, he was very fearful. He was depressed. He was stressed. He was running for his life. And uh, in some cases, that's the way the clients feel, uh, kind of like what he was going through. And I don't want to read too much into that story, but when he had gone a day's journey, he slept under that juniper tree, and an angel came along and said to him, Arise and eat. And he said that twice. He did that twice. And so the Bible says that this was done because the journey that he was facing was going to be a long journey. Uh, I think it's safe to say from that event that the food is important, not just for physical health. Uh, God didn't send the angel with a great vision for Elijah or encouraging words. He'll do that soon. But he he started with food, arise and eat. And so I, I think for you and I to be able to focus, to be able to endure, to have the wherewithal to discern uh, and follow the Lord, we need to be properly nourished. Uh, second to that, on a more basic level, it, it provides an opportunity for us to introduce people to the Lord uh, as we meet the physical need that they may have with love and compassion and joy in our hearts. There's something that happens in their heart where it's softened and doors are opened, where we're able to allow uh, we're allowed then to share the truth of the Word of God and tell them about the the, the Lord and Savior Jesus. Uh, got a quick story about that. I was out one day visiting with neighbors door to door, and um, I saw a couple of guys out in their backyard. And uh, rather than go to the front door, I just went straight to them in the backyard. Well, you can imagine they see me coming. The, the body language are like, "Who's this guy?" You know. And as soon as I uh, introduced myself and told them who I was, their response was, oh, why, you're the, you're the guy, your church helps us all the time with the food pantry, you know, and it was just a total change and allowed for that conversation uh, to happen. So it's, it's just a non-confrontational way to present the love and the truth of God's word. If you're just joining us, I'm Cody Knowlton, and this is Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. We're talking today with Pastor James Leidenweber from Rebecca Creek Baptist Church, uh, just up the road in Spring Branch, Texas, uh, about the important connection between physical and spiritual health. Uh, this has just been a, a great conversation. Uh, you touched a little bit on a on a story uh, here. Do you have a, a story of a client that, yeah. that you'd like to like to share? That was impacted uh, by your food pantry. Yeah, we have several. I won't go through all of them, but uh, real quick, a, a, a simple one was uh, I was carrying groceries out for one of our clients, and uh, he was very excited to let me know this is the last time he was going to be able to visit with us. And when I asked him about it, he said, I've got a job. And he says, just so happy that we were there to help him in between jobs when he needed that. But more important than that, I guess, or, or maybe something that uh, people might be interested in, is uh, we have had many families join our church. We have a family that came to us many years ago. 
uh, through the food pantry and has now completed our three-year Bible Institute, serves in many of our ministries in our church. They're a real blessing to us. Just last December, we had a family of five that uh, heard about our walk to Bethlehem through the uh, food pantry visit and came to our walk to Bethlehem and uh, received Jesus as their Savior. We baptized them. They're now being discipled and uh, serving in our bus ministry. And so uh, lots of uh, examples like that that we could share. Uh, uh, we could go on and on. We have one lady that uh, my wife shops for. She's unable to get out of her house, uh, really uh, recluse and unable, doesn't have a vehicle. And um, if, as far as we know, it's the only source of food that she has. And so in her particular case, you could literally say that it's a life-sustaining um, uh, thing that we're offering there for her. No, ministries such as yours, James, are very much uh, like a lot of churches. They are the, the window to your your church. It's where a lot of people, like the folks you, you walked up to in the backyard, know you as. And a lot of churches have different things that, that, that they are doing out in the community. And for y'all, I believe this food pantry really is kind of the window that people look in and say, well, this is that that church that's that rebecca creek baptist church and they they view you through the food pantry and what you're doing there and they're seeing your level of service your level of commitment to meet their physical needs i mean that, that, that's just wonderful that's oh just yeah wonderful. and it's and it's a big thing i mean it's uh, I, I i tell our church you know i heard somebody i don't remember where it was but somebody said once that if your church were to shut your doors would your community miss you and uh, so I want our community to know we're there and that we, we're, we're there for them. Yeah. How has your role, James, as pastor been impacted by your work with the food pantry and the health needs of your community? Well, uh, as a pastor, there's, there's several things you desire, uh, you know, uh, that you want to see in your ministry. First and foremost, you want God to be glorified and you want to see souls saved. You want to see families grow, people be discipled. Um, you want to know that you're making a difference. You know, every pastor out there, I'm, I know every pastor out there would say, regardless of any of that, we would continue to do what we do because we, we've been called by the Lord and we, we want to uh, serve him. Uh, but because of that, a pastor's heart, the desires of his heart change and it becomes what the Lord's desires are. And so those things become important to you and you want to see fruit abound. Well, the food pantry has been extremely encouraging ministry in that regard because not only has it proven to be a means by which God has shown his faithfulness to us in providing the building and providing the funds and providing the, the, the food and the resources and so forth, but um, we have many volunteers who serve there. And through that service, uh, they, they have an opportunity to do what the Lord's called them to do, and there's spiritual growth that takes place there. Uh, beyond that, there's just a, a, like you said a minute ago, there's a, there's a connection with the community. You know, if, if all we do is come to church every Sunday, then we, we might begin to see our community as simply the members of our church. And through this ministry like this, you're, you're in touch with the community every week, and you're, you're seeing areas some folks might think of Spring Branch as not having some of the same issues that maybe inner San Antonio has, but I'll, I'm here to tell you, we have it all, and if it weren't for the food pantry, we might not be aware of those things. And so it really impacts the way you pastor and the way you preach and and, and uh, the way you think about your ministry. Can you share any future plans or goals for the food pantry and oh, any yeah. kind of related initiatives at your church? So I mentioned earlier working with the Wesleyan nurse uh, to, to start serving our clients, uh, the, the wellness on wheels. We're really looking at a, a medical 
uh, approach, trying to meet some of those needs. In addition to that, there there are a couple areas where we're planning, and hopefully, the Lord willing, we'll see in the near future. We recently had a grant application we submitted where we're we're seeking uh, resources for housing and utility assistance. Uh, and then also one of our longer-term goals is we'd really like to offer some biblical counseling, a biblical counseling center. And so we have several in our church that have been through biblical counseling training and certification leading up to being able to offer that to our to our community. And so we're going to actually do a soft launch on that and see what happens here in the next week or so and, and uh, then hopefully move into putting something in place later. Well, exciting things Amen. on the horizon, for sure. Uh, you know, what, what advice would you give to other churches or organizations and maybe your colleagues, other pastors, looking to start a similar food pantry or a health-related initiative in their community? Pray, and if the Lord's leading, don't hesitate. Uh, go for it. Uh, check with other organizations. Obviously, there's a uh, – Wisdom and a multitude of counselors, uh, lots of folks out in this community and in this area that would be willing to help and share their insight and experience. Take advantage of uh, resources that are available. Lots of foundations out there that are awesome. Thank you to Baptist Health Foundation and uh, just, you know, that are willing to get in and support um, Volunteers are needed, and so uh, pray, and and I would say rely on the Lord. Rely on the Lord. He'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So so who is able to receive help from the pantry? I mean, how do they get connected to you? Uh, At at this point, things have changed. We used to have a boundary uh, in the past where it was 15-mile radius, but that's all changed. So now anybody really is available or or is uh, eligible as long as they meet the financial guidelines. Uh, we we do uh, follow the guidelines that are set forth by the government. It's 185% of poverty level, depending on the size of the family. That can be certain, you know, income level. Uh, and then once they've met with us face-to-face, we get them into our system, and they can begin to receive assistance uh, once a month for the next 12 months before they have to recertify. Mm-hmm. How many families are you currently serving? A little over 100 a month. Wow. Yeah, it's been an amazing growth to watch what's happened. And, you, and again, you wouldn't think that that would be the case out in that area. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have an impression of Spring Branch. You know, the cost of housing is, you know, different from other areas. And so, but, yeah, we have a lot of folks out there in need. Mm-hmm. Well, James, how can the community support Rebecca Creek's work, uh, whether that's uh, financially, and obviously you don't have to be a member of your church right. to, uh, to do that, uh, but talk to, talk to us about volunteers and, and that kind of thing. Well, I would tell you the, the biggest need, uh, the best way to help us is, uh, I know you've got a lot of folks that are listening and, and follow the podcast, and, and this station has a lot of folks that uh, are praying. And so we would say pray for us. Uh, that would be our, our greatest desire is for folks to pray for us. Obviously, as you mentioned, financial support is, is wonderful because it allows us when it's not um, uh, specified, it allows us to use it for any way that's necessary for the ministry. And then, of course, we do have volunteer opportunities. Uh, thankfully, the Lord's blessed, and our church has been very good about supporting this ministry, and so we haven't had a, a real issue with volunteers. But uh, we've we've always uh, looking for folks to help us in any way possible. So if folks want to come out and help us, just holler at us, and we'll 
we'll work with them. And, and people can donate food to you? That is correct. Thank you okay. for mentioning that because that is something that happens. Uh, f- folks can we, – we get that often. Uh, folks will drop by and bring us some canned goods. And uh, So, yes, that's another way that folks can help us. Is there anything specific that uh, you, you could use on a regular basis that just doesn't normally come in that, you know, we can kind of get the word out on, boy, if you're going to give us something, we sure could use X. So there, there are things different times. You remember the whole toilet paper thing that we went through back in COVID and so stuff like that pops up from time to time. But for us, it's uh, generally canned goods, uh, peanut butter, you know, things like that that are uh, going to last and we can store and things that would uh, be kind of well received, you know, so, yeah. Well, that's great. Before we close, James, uh, can can we get your website real quick? Give the, the listeners that. Yes, it's uh, RebeccaCreek.org. RebeccaCreek.org. Yes. That is easy to remember. Amen. <laughs> well, James, thank you for being with us today. I'd like to close us in a word of prayer. Thank you so much for what you do, not only to pastor a church, but also to provide a ministry to the Spring Branch area. Um, that's, that's just wonderful. You're going above and beyond to meet the needs of our community, and we, we appreciate that. You're definitely improving the health, uh, the spiritual health, the physical health, and uh, all health, for that matter. So thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me today. You bet. Well, let me yeah. close this in a word of prayer. That'd be wonderful. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for Rebecca Creek Baptist Church, for uh, Pastor James, uh, for coming in today. Lord, we're grateful for this great church um, that is doing good work, uh, meeting needs, uh, bringing bringing those that are lost to, to salvation, and we just pray that they'd continue to uh, be successful, uh, that they'd have the resources they need, uh, surround them with the volunteers and the food donations and um, just uh, all the resources needed for a food pantry. And we just we just lift up this church. We pray for the pastor as he leads and guides and is the shepherd of this community, and uh, we just are so grateful uh, for all he does. We lift him up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor James, thank you for coming down uh, to San Antonio today to talk with us. We're grateful for you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our show today. We're always glad you've joined us. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.